the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10 says, Jesus has delivered us from the wrath to come. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 says, For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, Jesus said, Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world. There's a lot of discussion about what will happen during the tribulation and who will be on earth during that era of trials. Many scholars have different opinions on who will be here and who will suffer the tribulation described in the Bible. There are several passages that state specifically who will escape the tribulation. Pastor Dan explains these verses in Scripture today. He gives much detail of what will take place before the tribulation and who will be left during that time in history. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 24 as he continues his message, The Olivet Discourse. Beginning in verse 9, Matthew 24, 9. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. As always, Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. Lord, we pray and ask that your Holy Spirit would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word, that you would give us understanding. We pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are looking at what is called the Olivet Discourse in Matthew chapters 24 and 25. And it's called the Olivet Discourse because Jesus delivered this teaching to his disciples on the Mount of Olives, just east of the city of Jerusalem. Uh, It's one of the longest teachings of Jesus recorded in the Gospels. And at this point, uh, Jesus was only days away from the cross and dying for the sins of the world. He has finished his public ministry and he spends these final days before his death and resurrection preparing his disciples. And Jesus gave this sermon, the Olivet Discourse, he gave this sermon in response to 
three questions that the disciples asked. And those three questions are recorded in verse 3. Look back at verse 3. Here are the three questions the disciples asked Jesus that prompted this response. Tell us when these things will be. Speaking of the destruction of the temple, Jesus told his disciples that in the future, the temple will be destroyed stone by stone. And so the disciples' first question is, when will these things be? Second, what will be the sign of your second coming? And third, the sign of the end of the age. In the Jewish mind, there are only two ages in history. There is this age and the Messianic age, when Jesus Christ returns and is reigning as king over all the earth. And so the disciples ask, what will be the sign this current age is ending and the Messianic age is about to begin? Jesus began his answer by telling us what will not be signs of the end of the age. In verses 4 to 6, He said, there will be many false Christs who will come and there will be wars and rumors of wars. But then he tells us, these are not signs of the end or the end of this age. Since the time of Jesus Christ, we have always had false Christ, people who claim to be the Messiah or people who claim to be Jesus Christ. Uh, Even today, there are many people in the world who claim to be Jesus Christ, and we have always had wars, and we've always had rumors of wars or the threat of war. So those are not signs that we're at the end of the age. But then he says in verse 7, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes and various places. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom That refers to world wars or worldwide conflict, global conflict. That's the sign. When you start to see world wars, that's the sign that you're coming to the end of this current age and nearing the start of the messianic age. World wars, famines, pestilences or pandemics and earthquakes and various places. These are all the signs you should be looking for that you're nearing the end of this age. And Jesus said in verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows or birth pains, the beginning of birth pains, not the end, but just the beginning. Labor pains come at the very end of a woman's pregnancy, just prior to giving birth. You know, a woman goes the entire nine-month pregnancy without contractions, without labor pains. And then in the final hours of her pregnancy, she goes into labor, she has contractions, and the baby is born. And so the Lord is describing what will happen in the very end of this age that will birth the return of Jesus Christ and the kingdom age. So human history will go along until these labor pains begin right at the very end of the age. And like labor pains, these signs will increase with frequency and intensity until the world is facing one event right after another. One crisis right after another. 
where we don't even have time to recover from the previous crisis or to keep track of the crisis uh, as they just keep coming one right after uh, another. Now, the final seven years of this current age are called the tribulation in the Bible. The tribulation or the tribulation period. The seven-year tribulation period will officially begin when a world leader, the Bible calls the Antichrist, he's also called the beast and the lawless one in the Bible, this world leader will confirm a seven-year treaty. And this treaty is described in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. And that treaty will mark the beginning of the final seven years of this age and the beginning of the tribulation. And the Bible tells us the tribulation will be a time when God pours out his wrath on this rebellious, Christ-rejecting world. And the seven-year tribulation is described in detail in Revelation chapters 6 to 19. You can read about it there. And I believe a pre-tribulation rapture of the church. A pre-tribulation rapture of the church, which means Jesus will take his church to heaven before the tribulation begins. And the church will not experience or be here for the seven-year tribulation. Now, not everyone holds that view, and I recognize that. Uh, Some people believe the church will experience the tribulation period uh, or part of the tribulation period. If that's your view, that's fine. You're welcome to stay here for the tribulation. But I believe the Bible teaches the church will not go through the tribulation The Bible says God has not appointed us to wrath, but to escape the wrath that is to come on the earth. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10 says Jesus has delivered us from the wrath to come. 1 Thessalonians 5 9 says for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, Jesus said, Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. So there he says, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is to come upon the whole world. Speaking of the tribulation. And why would God make the last day's church suffer his wrath and judgment. The church is the bride of Christ. Why would God pour out his wrath and judgment on his bride just before coming for his bride? The pre-tribulation rapture is the most literal, logical, and plain interpretation of scripture. Bible scholar John Walvoord said, the only view that interprets prophecy literally and consistently is that of the pre-tribulation position. The pre-tribulation rapture is the only view that upholds the doctrine of eminency, the imminent return of Jesus Christ. The Bible teaches that Jesus Christ could come for his church at any moment. His coming is imminent. He could come Today, before this Bible study is over, wouldn't that be great? 
If the church must first go through the tribulation or part of the tribulation or the first half of the tribulation, then the return of Christ is not imminent. The tribulation's imminent, but the return of Christ is not. So the doctrine of imminency is destroyed by every other view. 1 Thessalonians 4.18 says, the rapture is supposed to be a comfort to believers. We are to comfort one another by reminding one another of the blessed hope that Jesus Christ could come at any moment for his church and take us to heaven to be with him, and thus we shall always be with the Lord, and we are to comfort one another with these words. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. I heard Damien Kyle say recently, what problem are you facing right now that would not be solved by the rapture? Whatever you're facing right now, Would it not be solved by the rapture of the church? There's no comfort if the church must go through the tribulation first. There's no comfort in that. Hey, hey, what you're going through right now is is really tough. It's really difficult. But hey, take comfort. Because after seven years of God pouring out his wrath on you, you get to go to be with Jesus. There's no comfort in that. And here, Jesus is giving us the signs of the end of the age and his second coming, and we are experiencing the birth pains mentioned in verse 7, and we see them increasing. We see them increasing in frequency, and we see them increasing in intensity, and these signs in verse 7, they will continue on into the tribulation period. In fact, turn with me over to Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6 Now, Revelation chapter 6 is the beginning of the judgments of the tribulation. Again, the tribulation is that seven-year period where God is going to pour out his judgment, his wrath upon this world, and that begins in chapter 6 of Revelation. The church is in heaven at this point. In fact, if you just look back in chapter 5 of Revelation, look back in chapter 5 in verse 9, Here we see in verse 9, chapter 5, verse 9, the church in heaven, and it says, and they sang a new song, saying, you are worthy to take the scroll. They're worshiping Jesus here in heaven. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So there you have believers from every tribe and tongue and people and nation around the throne of Jesus Christ, worshiping him. And they say, you are worthy for you were slain and you have redeemed us to God 
by your blood. That's believers. Now, your translation might say you have redeemed them to God by your blood. There are 24 manuscripts of Revelation chapter 5 that are known to exist. 23 of the 24 manuscripts say you have redeemed us to God by your blood. There's one manuscript that says you have redeemed them by your blood. It's an outlier. And Bible translators who don't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture of the church chose to use that one manuscript for their translation so that it reads them. Because if it reads us, then the church is in heaven before chapter 6 and before the tribulation begins. So they chose to use the one manuscript out of 24 that says them. Now, I'm not saying you need to change your Bible translation or anything like that. You just need to know why there's a difference there. And so, chapter 5, you've got the church in heaven worshiping Jesus, the redeemed, out of every tongue, tribe, people, and nation. And then in chapter 6, Jesus begins to open the seals, the judgments of the tribulation. In chapter 6, verse 1, The first seal is open. Now I saw when the lamb, the lamb is Jesus, he opened one of the seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, come and see. And I looked and behold a white horse and he who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer. Now we're going to just walk through a few of these seals here. We're not going to do an in-depth exposition of this because we don't have time. But with this first seal, you have this conqueror who goes out and he conquers. This is the Antichrist. The Antichrist comes to power over the world. It says he has a bow, but not arrows. It says a crown is given to him. So he comes to power through power given to him, authority given to him through treaties, through peace accords, not by military might. And this is part of God's judgment. As part of God's judgment, he gives the world the leader the world wants to lead them. And all the world will look to this leader to solve the world's problems. And then after that, look at verse 3. You've got the second seal is open after the Antichrist comes to power. Verse 3, when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come and see another horse, fiery red, went out. These are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it was granted to the one who sat on it, notice, to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. During the tribulation, peace will be removed from the earth as part of God's judgment. The world will devolve into conflict and chaos. Society will disintegrate. People will murder each other. In verse 5, we have the third seal. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come and see. And so I looked and behold, a black horse and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius. A denarius is a day's wage. And three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine. God will cause scarcity on the earth during the tribulation. It will be difficult to purchase basic necessities, you know, wheat, 
barley, a loaf of bread will be too expensive for most people during the tribulation period because of inflation. That's the Greek word here, inflation, right? I'm just kidding. That's not really the Greek word. Don't write that down. It's going to take a whole day's wage to buy, you know, a quart of wheat to make a few loaves of bread. And it goes on here with the fourth seal, verse 7. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold, a pale horse and the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades, the grave followed with him and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death and by the beasts of the earth. People are going to be killed by wild animals during the tribulation period. There'll be widespread death upon the earth. A quarter of the world's population will die, will be killed, murdered, die of hunger, or by wild animals, just bizarre events happening. And then the fifth seal, verse 9. And when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord? holy and true until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. And then a white robe was given to each of them. And it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren who would be killed as they were was completed. And so with this fifth seal, there will be many people who come to faith in Jesus Christ during the tribulation who will be martyred for their faith. And this is just the first five seal judgments of the tribulation. There are seven seal judgments, followed by seven trumpet judgments, followed by seven bowl judgments, and they get worse and worse and worse as you progress through them. And during the tribulation, the world will be thrown into unimaginable upheaval and chaos like never before in history. Nations will be in turmoil. Society will come apart. Luke's gospel says in Luke 21 that men's hearts will fail them because of what they see coming upon the earth. Now turn back to Matthew chapter 24 verses 9 to 14 that we're looking at today describe events that will happen during the first half of the tribulation. Again, I don't believe the church will be here for the tribulation period, but even though the church will not be here on the earth during the tribulation, it's important for us to look at these things. And the reason it's important for us to look at these things is because this is the direction the world is going. This is the direction the world is going. This is the trajectory the world is on. Listen, give me your attention. These things will not just suddenly begin in the tribulation. The world will move this direction more and more and more leading up to the rapture. Again, this is the direction things are going in all the world. And so it's important for us to consider these things because as we've seen with these birth pains, these things are already impacting us and will continue to impact us until the Lord comes for us to take us home. They will increase with frequency and intensity like birth pains the closer we get to the end of the age. In verses 9 to 14, again, I believe this is talking about events in the tribulation. And I counted eight signs that Jesus mentions here. Uh, You may count more or less depending on how you divide these signs up. 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.